Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Felton. Yes. Raymond Felton right back. Seconds. Felton for What's up and welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. My name is Sam Dracula. With me is Raymond Felton. Raymond, how you doing? Good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's a, it's a cold and rainy morning here in mm. Charlotte, which uh, which sucks, but knowing Charlotte, it's not going to last for too long, right? Uh, <laughs> kind of like this season, you know what I mean? Um, it's very, <laughs> the weather's very indicative of how the Hornets are playing right now. Uh, officially. The worst team in the league, record-wise, the Charlotte Hornets, falling to number 30th, to the 30th spot in the league after losing to the Pistons last night. We're recording this Thursday morning after after that game. You're going to hear from Steve Clifford, um, some of his post-game audio later in this podcast. <clears throat> Lamella Ball's back, so that's good. That's cool. You know, it's not all bad. <laughs> Got Lamella back in the mix. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about that. Uh, Kemba Walker making his debut with the Dallas Mavericks. And uh, the NBA has some new names for, for some awards. So we're going to talk about all that in this episode. But we're going to take a quick break first, and then we'll get into it right after that. The NBA season is rolling on, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's football, basketball, hockey, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE. B L E A V believe to receive your awards. Bet online where the game starts. All right, before we get into the the basketball on the court stuff, uh, we'd be it'd be remiss to not acknowledge uh, Paul si- Paul Silas's passing. Uh, he passed away December tenth. Uh, champion with the Celtics and the Sonics, head coach of the Clippers, Hornets, and Bobcats and Cavaliers. You know, the, the Charlotte Hornets had a moment of silence for him leading into last night's game. They're wearing a patch. Um, in his honor, uh, what are, what are your thoughts on on uh, on Paul Silas? Um, you think of Charlotte Hornets basketball, you think of Paul Silas. I mean, he's just you know just one of those just one of those icon coaches that you know I knew about coming into the game. You know, before I even got drafted, and just you know coming across him. You know, when I was in the league, and you know having even conversations with him once he kind of backed away from coaching. You know, he was always at our games in Charlotte. So just to see him around and just have small talk with him, you know, it wasn't really a lot of talking. It wasn't no, he's never coached me, but just his presence, you know what I'm saying, was, um, was, was felt. It was everything. So, 
Um, losing an icon like that, man, is um, is is always tough, you know. But um, you know, shout out to his own, not shout out, but you know, my condolences goes to his family, and um, I hope they're, you know, hope everybody's okay. Send the prayers to you, to guys who, you know, played for him. You know, I know it's something that's, you know, that something that everybody's dealing with. You know, I know. Um, his son and um, Coach of Phoenix can't think of his name right oh, now. Houston? Got a brain, got got a brain for it. Yeah, Stephen. Well, no, no, no. I'm talking about. I know him. I'm talking about him and um the coach for Phoenix. Uh, they had a moment. They had oh, a Monty moment Williams? together. Monty, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They had a they had a they had a moment after the game after they played each other. Once he came back for his first first game after missing maybe one or two games, you know, because you know he had to go be with his family and, and attend the funeral. So they had a moment, you know, because Monty had a had a situation like that. He lost his wife, you know. So um, I don't know, man. Life, like, like, life can be tough sometimes, man. Sometimes you can be in situations you can lose someone, and um, you know, you 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 try to put it behind you. You try to deal with it, but you know, some other people deal with deal with it differently. So um, my condolences to him. Coach Paul Silas was a was a great coach. He was a great man. He was well respected, you know. You know, I'm not sure if he was in the Hall of Fame or not, but he damn sure should have been. Um, so hopefully, you know, that will something that happens in the future. If it hasn't already happened yet, I don't know. But um, he's um he's definitely an icon man, to me, and I'm pretty sure to everybody else in this game. Oh yeah, handpicked to be LeBron's first coach, like for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he was that guy. He was that guy for sure. So and he will be missed and. You know, uh, Steven Silas is able to carry on his legacy as a head coach uh, for that Rockets team, which is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, rest in peace, Paul Silas, for sure. And the Hornets, I think, will, are going to continue to wear the patch. Um, I think it's on the warm-ups uh, the rest of the season. And they had a, they had several tributes to him throughout the night last night as well, which is good to see. That's dope. Okay, so we're going to make a pivot to basketball here. Uh, Charlotte, 7-21. and 21. 14th in the Eastern Conference, 30th in the league, officially the worst team in the league record-wise. The seasons were over the third the third mark. 34% of the season is completed. Hornets on a six-game losing streak, and they just lost to Detroit, who were the other worst team in the league. Uh, so that's cool. Um, for, for folks, for the tanking folks, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a step in that direction for sure. But again, with the lottery odds, it doesn't really matter, right? Because the, the bottom three teams, just remember, everybody, the bottom three, time, the bottom three teams have the same odds at the first pick um, at Wembenyama, right? So it, it's tough. It's, t- it's, a, it's tough. But LaMelo Ball is back. This is the second return this season after re-injuring his ankle. So just to recap, LaMelo missed the first 13 games of the season. After getting hurt in preseason, he came back in Miami. And according to him, he came back before he was ready. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. got hurt the previous game. And LaMelo's first two games back, the shot wasn't there. He shot 35% and 32% uh, his first two games back. The third game, he was on he was money, 59%. Um, and then he got hurt again. So seeing the stories about he'd be returning last night had me thinking, okay, are we going to go back to where he was in the first two games? Or is he mm-hmm. going to pick up where he left off? And he picked up where he left off, to his credit. He shot the ball very well last night. Um, 
until he fouled out, which is unfortunate. It's an issue. That's an overarching issue he's dealt with last year and, and continuing on to this year, even though this is his fourth game of the season. But how important is this return for the Hornets? You got your you got your <clears throat> you got your leader. You got your point guard. You got your franchise player. You you know you got the the engine to your car. So um, it's, it's 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 hard to say, man. You know Charlotte is a team that plays hard. They they are they are in games when you watch them play. They just seem to not be able to pull it out or seem not to be able to, you know, figure things out when it gets to the fourth quarter. And um, and I think that's missing key guys. So, you know, them tanking, if they don't get guys back, they're going to they, 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 they fall in that category, you know, because you can't get too far behind, you know. Uh, because being the worst team right now, it's a you in a foxhole right now. Now fighting out of it's gonna take a lot, and fighting out of it, you know, could cause guys to go back into injury. Yeah. You know, because you talking about a lot of guys playing a lot of minutes, and body bodies can get you know can get worn down like that, and sometimes that's what causes injuries. But um, definitely, I think if you get some of these guys back, these key defenders you got, these key scorers, these key guys who can you know, known to get you buckets when the game is on the line, um, I think will really help with the help of some of these guys getting, like you say, big-time minutes here lately and getting that experience. So that could also make them a dangerous team. So I know, man, I just really want to see them get healthy sometime soon within the next month and then take a shot at it, see what happens. You know, I've seen some of the crazy things happen. I've seen some teams be at the bottom of the pole and then all of a sudden here they go – now they ain't a chance in the play-in, and I've seen the wildest things happen. So yeah. you know, look at the Pelicans last year. Pelicans this time last year were one I was about of the worst to say teams that. in the league. You know, mm-hmm. and they, they they turned around, got in the play-in, and did a madness. So and now look where they are now, right? So <laughs> and that's it's not even a Hornets thing. Any team that's struggling right now in recent history, you just look to last year, December mm-hmm. last year, even the Celtics to a, a different degree, where they were really struggling, and then January came along defensively, they, they were locked in. And they became one of the best teams in the league just out of nowhere. So you can turn mm-hmm. things around pretty quickly in the NBA um, if yeah. you fix your mistakes. You can have one, like you say, you can have one good um, um, month, mm-hmm. and just like that, you know what I'm saying? Like you can have a crazy month. Like look at the Pelicans. You know they don't want what eleven out of twelve. I don't know. Last time they was number one in the in the in the. <laughs> In the, in the Western Conference, you know, so even when they had Boogie and um, Anthony Davis, I don't even think they hit number one back then when they had a good team with Drew Holiday and Rondo, you know what I'm saying, when they when they had a good team you know, with that team. So, um, I don't know, man. It's all about just guys gelling. I think they like Coach Clifford. You know, I think they play hard for him. You know, I think he's, he has them prepared to play. You know, I've looked at some of these games, and I'm like, man, oof, Charlotte finna get beat tonight. Then you look at the game, and then it's like, whoa, you know, Charlotte winning, you know, going into the fourth quarter, Charlotte beating this team, you know, and they've won some games, you know, they've won a lot, obviously, but, you know, they've won some games that you thought they was they should have lost. And then um, they've been in pretty much most of their games. They've been in them. You know, you look at a, cl- a tough team like the Clippers come in there, you know, pretty healthy, Kawhi playing, PG playing, and, you know, they got to hit, hit a game winner to pretty much beat Charlotte. So these guys are capable of playing against top teams. 
they just got to get healthy, man. It's 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 so tough, and I and I hate it for them. You know what I'm saying? Charlotte is like the hometown team for me. You know, even though I grew up in South Carolina, but you know, I got a lot of family connections with North Carolina. Period. You know, just from being a Tar Heel and you know playing in Charlotte my first five years, like I felt like you know that's home to me. So. You know, it's, it's 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 tough to see because they got a good young team. And man, go get Miles Bridges, man. Stop playing, man. Go get this man, man. Yeah. I wanted to put. I just wanted to put that out there. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. All good. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say. So with Lamelo, you know, the Hornets had zero turnovers in the first half, right? Like even like the the way that game was going, you think, okay, maybe the Hornets are by themselves in the foot, but they were taking care of the basketball, and it took, I think, a travel in the third quarter and a couple bad screens like to, to get turnovers on the board. Like they were taking care of the basketball. And I think a lot of that has to do with LaMelo being back in the mix. Like they have an actual uh, pass first guard back. Um, mm-hmm. No disrespect to Maladon or Rozier, but that, that's not really like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's a different, it's a different animal there um, mm-hmm. in the backcourt with LaMelo in the mix. But man, um, to your point with the Clippers, like those, the Clipper game is probably like, going to be the, one of those games that, um, kind of uh, uh, sig- signify is the word maybe I don't know if that's the right word uh, exemplify I don't know it's early in the morning for me um, <laughs> it's going to be one of those examples you look back to kind of how the season is defined because mm-hmm. if, if they get a rebound the game is over right the Hornets win it and there's, there's those types of moments in all these games where they lose like those 50-50s where they give up, they concede an offensive rebound, and the other team gets a putback. Isaiah Stewart had one of those today, or last night, excuse me, got the rebound, kicked it over Killian Hayes. Killian Hayes got a second chance at the same spot on the floor. He missed a corner three. Isaiah Stewart gets the rebound, gets it right back to Hayes, and Hayes hits the third, hits a three on a second opportunity. It's like, oh, man, like, you get the one stop, getting that second stop in the same possession is tough, right? Especially with how the team has been playing defensively, where they finally get a stop and try to do it again, it's not as this hasn't been happening for the Hornets and those those buckets just he's giving up those buckets, man. Alec Burke come in in overtime, hits five, gets five straight points. He's doing whatever he wants out there. Him and Bogdanovich and Hayes and and Stewart just doing the most for a team that just lost Kate Cunningham. Right, he got he's out for the season, which sucks. Like tanking or no taking, not having Kate Cunningham in the league is is a bummer because um, he's you know he was a guy I was very much looking forward to watching against this mm-hmm. Hornets team before he got shut down. So hope he get hope he gets what he needs done and he can see him return next season uh, better than ever. Cause it's a, it's a second like uh, major injury for him in two years. So hopefully that stuff doesn't become a trend for K Cunningham. Right. right. I like K too. He can play. He can yeah. Play. No, he's legit. And he he's like he's like the perfect kind of guy for this new NBA we're seeing right now. Um mm-hmm. this match absolute matchup nightmare. But Lamelo is back, so we'll see what happens with him. He did he did play 34 minutes last night, I believe. Yeah, 34 minutes and six seconds before he fouled out. Um, and I that I mentioned the foul out because he would have played a lot more in the fourth quarter. He might have cracked uh, 40 minutes or something like that um, at, by the time the game was over. But um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how he how he goes on. I want to play you um, some some game post game audio from Steve Clifford. Um, his thoughts. It's a, it's a short clip. It's like two minutes. It's under two minutes. I think it's a minute 40 seconds. He came in, said it, no, took no questions from the media, talked for a minute and 40 seconds and dipped out. Um, so here's Steve Clifford, courtesy 
of uh, Bally Sports and the Hornets. I have to ask question until uh, until we care about something besides how many points we score, we're not going to win much. Can't play like that. I mean, we scored. Our offense was good. That's five of the last seven games. We've been pretty good on offense. We are playing no defense, not one guy. There's not a bright spot. We don't run back on defense. We don't guard the ball, our pick and roll stuff. All stuff that was good. I think we were as high as like 12th or 13th in defense about 10 games ago. And we're right back to where we started, ground zero. All we want to be is let's try to outscore the other teams. Doesn't work in the NBA unless you're, well, actually it never works, okay? So what I just told them, this is either you build a game that will actually work at the end of the year when you play the important games or you don't. That's it. That's what the NBA is all about, okay? It's not that we don't have the talent to do it. All we care about is scoring. That's it. And if you're going to try to play like that, you better have like five all-stars. We don't have that kind of talent. So it's not something that will work. We're either going to decide to get back to playing with a defensive effort. It's not, it's not that we're not trying to win. It's we go about it all wrong. Okay? I mean, watch team after team, right? There's always a team every year that they get there, and what happens? They get drilled because they don't have a game. They don't have the right kind of game. You can't just outscore people in the NBA. You can't. You can't. And you can't decide that you're not going to do the things that take effort, like rebounding or getting loose balls or putting your body in front of the ball. You can't. It just doesn't work that way. And that's what we're trying to do right now. All right? All right, so Raymond, a lot of frustration in his voice. He spoke pretty <laughs> calmly, given the circumstances, uh, the heat of the moment. Uh, I assume he wasn't very calm in the in the locker room. But uh, <laughs> what, what are your thoughts in, on uh, on Steve Clifford's comments there? I think he hit it right on the head. I mean, these young guys want to score the basketball. They think it's about scoring. They think it's they think they can, you know shoot threes all the time and not be old school and play defense. Um, defense is what win games. If you look at the top teams right now, they are in they are top five, top ten in all categories, including defense. You know, and you gotta play defense to win games. You know, and if you don't do that, like he said, you can't score, just score, I score people in this league and you don't have the personnel for that. You know, not saying they're not good, you know, and that's what that's not what Coach Clifford was saying. He's not saying that I don't have a good enough team. I have a good enough team, but we have to play a certain way in order for us to be successful. You know, we got to play defense. You know, we can score the ball. Our offense, there's nothing wrong with our offense. It's our defense. So, you know, if they if they took that in the wrong way, then these, these young kids is just not getting it. And if some of these older guys need to step up and have a have a team meeting, players only, and make that understood to each other. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think what he said is spot on. And I get it. As a young guy, you want your contract, you want your money, you feel like you got to put up numbers to do that. But let me tell you something. Y'all kids and the contracts is a whole lot different than what it was back in the day when we was playing. You can average 10 points and get $80 million now. So it's all about winning. It's all about, you know, you know, is, one, one is, your, is your team winning. One, are you being productive when you're on the court? 
You know, are you changing the game or you are you doing something to impact the game? Like it ain't about you scoring 15, 20, 30, I mean 20 some points now in order for you to get the bag. You know, that's what they call it. If you're gonna get the bag. So you gotta be successful. Your team gotta be successful. So y'all kid, y'all young boys better figure that out. You know, it's it's a, it's a totally different game now. You don't gotta put up all these numbers, but your team do go out, do gotta win. You do gotta be successful. You know, and I promise you, you'll get your money. Look at Duncan Robinson. You know, he's playing on a team in Miami who's been who's been pretty successful over the last four four years, four or five years. You know, they're pretty consistent on, you know, they're going to be a playoff team. You know, they're going to play defense. They're going to play a certain way. They got a culture. So they take care of their guys. You know, you look at Duncan Robinson had, she signed for $95 million. You know, mm-hmm. just saying, you know, no knock to him. He's just a shooter. And, you know, he, he tried to play as hard. You know, he ain't the best defender, but he tries and he does his job. So that got him $95 million. So put that into respect for them young boys down there in Charlotte. Do your job, play defense, play your role, play hard, and I promise you, somebody will give you some money. Somebody. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> somebody. So, you know, man, like, I mean, you you, you got to do that to fire up the team. You, coach Clifford got to be a coach. Mm-hmm. You know, you if, if he doesn't say nothing night in, night out, you know, you know, he could he could find himself in a situation like before, you know, they you know, they're gonna be like, all right, well, we gotta find another coach to come in. You know, sometimes it ain't the coach, man. Sometimes these mother, these damn players gotta, you know, you know, gotta gotta look themselves in the mirror and say, Man, what can we do better? You know, I feel like y'all got a great coach who's trying to teach y'all how to play on both ends. And that's something that's missing in this game. So you know, shout out Coach Clifford, man, for the way he handled that and, you know, and also keeping it in-house. He said what he said and he walked away from the podium. Yeah. I ain't taking no questions. I don't need nothing else said outside of that. I said what I said. I said this to my team and I'm going to say this to y'all and I'm I'm done. That's it. No questions. <laughs> I love it. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Like, I, I that's get, it. I get major, like, uh, football coach vibes from Steve Clifford. I, 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 I love Clifford, man. I'm so I'm. I know he wasn't the first choice for Charlotte, um, but I'm glad he's with this team because, like, the alternative would – I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I think how the <laughs> offseason went, I think Clifford is doing a good enough job given the, all mm-hmm. the things thrown at him thus far. And I think he's handling it pretty well. He, I don't know how well he's sleeping at night. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it may be stressful as I hell. I mean, but I you think come he's to a team well. – I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you, you off, go. but, you know, he, he's coming to a team that's, that's – like it was going up, it was going upward. Yeah, they had a winning and record then, last year. And then you lose one of your key players. Yep. You know, in an unfortunate situation, you lose one of your key players. Now that's a hit. Now you got to figure out who's going to step up and fill that void. Who's going to step up? And you know, you know, there's nobody being consistent in that position. Mm-hmm. You know, not not no consistency in that position. I love PJ, but PJ Washington one game will give you. 20-something and 12 or, you know, have a big game. And then next game you look at the score and he got eight points and, you know, six rebounds. Yep. You know, he's just, he's, he hasn't been consistent. You know, he's been, he's been good for Charlotte. And I, and I, and I think he is uh, a young kid that they should keep. I think PJ is somebody they should sign back and keep as, as the future of the team with these young guys. But, you know, Losing Miles was, was 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 big, man. You know him and him and Melo and I think Terry and all those guys had a had a just just had that camaraderie with yeah, each other. Yeah, great chemistry you know? together. 
Yeah, like you know what I'm saying? So like losing him was uh it, it was a hit. Then you lose on um, the 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 twin, you lose yeah, him. Martin, yeah. Like you lose him, who's your defender, who who's your all-purpose guy. Like he yeah. plays hard, he's a slasher, he can hit an open three, he plays defense, he's gonna guard the best player on the team. Like, you know, I yeah. It's just yeah, you're dealing with a lot. Yeah. You're dealing with a lot, man. Now you're putting other guys in roles that 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 they don't usually have. And you know, now they out here like oh, I'm a starter now, so I'm gonna show that I can be a starter. And now they're trying to just put up buckets. They're trying to just score and think that's what it is. And it's like, no, that's not what we need you to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I don't know, man. I I you can you can hear the frustration, but at the same time, he ain't let you he ain't let you see it. That's what I love about old school coaches. You know they mad. You know they frustrated. You know they just you know he just left out of that locker room and just gave them gave them hell. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But then he came in calm, said what he said, and walked off. That's 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 just a great coach, man. I love Clifford. Yeah, man. And so the Hornets will be right they're playing again Friday. They're hosting the Atlanta Hawks. And so we'll see. We'll see how the team responds. It's, it's gonna be a hard mm-hmm. game once again. Uh and we'll see if there's any personnel changes, you know, if, if after you know, after that talk, if we don't see any changes here soon, I assume uh, we may see some guys dropped or roll shift if uh, they're not getting the results that Clifford wants, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see how that plays out. Because th- this, we can look, you could, I think this game we can look back on in a, in a couple weeks and seeing, okay, from this point on, how this team respond? Because there has to be a lot of pride at stake too. Like, they had a chance to, to not be the worst team in the league, and now they have to hold that. Uh, they're holding that on their foreheads right now, right? The seven-win team, mm-hmm. it's, it's tough, so... We'll see how they respond. And they have this home game, and then they go Denver, Kings, Clippers, Lakers, Blazers, Warriors. That's their December after this Friday game. So they got <laughs> now is not the time to be losing to the Pistons. Um, you know what I mean? It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a tough road trip out there. Um, so we'll see how they let's see how they, let's see how they respond. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I want to talk to you about Kemba real quick. He made his debut last weekend. Played 19 mm-hmm. minutes against Chicago. Uh, what do you th- What do you think of uh, of Kemba's uh, first game uh, with the Mavericks? I think it was good, man. Somebody who ain't playing, who hasn't played in a while, and um, you know, dealing with the injury that he was dealing with. You uh, know, he looked he looked good out there. You know, it was good to see him out there on that court. Um, it was a it was a bad loss for the team, mm-hmm. but it was good and positive to see him out there. And I think you know, in the future, Dallas is gonna you know, definitely using him. You know, there's somebody that they need, the guy who's a, a playmaker who can get his own shot, who can get other people, you know, easy shots. And just another guy that can fill that void of them losing, you know, Brunson last year. I'm mean, using Brunson this year. So, um, I don't know, man. You know, Kimbo, like, you know, it's kind of – it's personal because he's a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, like I said, it's just, just good to see him out there. I'm happy to see him out there. You know, hopefully in the future I see him get more minutes because you know I currently live in Dallas right now, so um, I would definitely be at the arena a lot to to see my guy play. And um, but um, I don't know, man. Dallas is uh, Dallas struggling right now. You know, mm-hmm. they're on a two game losing streak right now. Um, I think at some point, you know, Jay Kidd is is gonna he's gonna try something different and. And I think it's it's going to be involving Kemba, you know, maybe getting some getting some more minutes and see what 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 can change. And you know, I think if you're able to get 
a snippet of the old Kimba, then you got something. Mm-hmm. You know, and Kimba was, you know, a lot of people don't remember was a starter as an all-star. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, if you're a starter as an all-star, that means you're a bona fide bucket, you're a bona fide scorer. <laughs> and I know um, everybody in Charlotte, you know, know this guy very well. So just to see him get back to, you know, uh, half of that, you know, will will definitely help help this Dallas team. You know, they don't need him to be that guy, but they need him to be half of that, you know, for what they need. And I think that uh, that'll be enough. And that'll be enough for him, you know what I'm saying, to to keep him healthy so he don't have to do as much as he did in Charlotte, but just do enough, you know what I'm saying, to, to help, you know, help Luca out, you know, just and do some things. But, yeah, shout out to Kemper, man, being back and, you know, getting out there on that court and, you know, having a having a decent game for not being 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 on the court for for a very long time. So, you know, I know the fans of Charlotte's going to be keeping up with that. You know, as time goes on, to see if he's going to continue to get more minutes or if he's going to get more minutes. So, yeah. see what happens. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, yeah, something to keep an eye on when the Hornets aren't playing, or at least something positive to look out for if you're a Hornets fan. <laughs> root for Kemba because they're fourteen and fourteen right now, the Mavericks. Um, and you know, there's never a real chance of being a playoff team, unlike uh, a certain team in North Carolina. Moving on though, um, <laughs> last thing I want to close out with is uh, the NBA announced uh, names for some big awards. Uh, League MVP is going to be the Michael Jordan Trophy, Defensive Player of the Year, Hakeem Olajuwon Trophy, Rookie of the Year, <laughs> Will Chamberlain Trophy. They're naming the sixth man after John Havlicek, most improved after George Mikan, and they're introducing the Clutch Player of the Year naming that after Jerry West. Uh, this comes off of them naming the Western Conference Finals MVP after Magic Johnson and the Eastern Conference Finals MVP after Larry Bird Larry last Bird. year. Um, so what do you think of these these like rebrands, I guess, uh, for the for these awards? Uh, I think it's good for the um, – I think it's good for the NBA. I think it's good for the culture, you know, <clears throat> basically giving, giving homage to all the guys who built what we have to this day. You know, because the game wasn't wouldn't be without all those names you just named. I mean, all those guys are icons of the game. So you know, I think it's rightfully so. You know, to name these awards and you know give give homage to to them. You know, they're the reason. They're the reason why these contracts and a lot of these things that's going on now is is as high and, and the way it is. The fan base, just everything. You know, I think basketball now is the number one sport in the game. You know, if I'm not mistaken, you know, globally is the number one sport. I could be wrong, but I know at one point it, it was. It may be soccer, but basketball oh, is probably okay. close second. Or football, okay. excuse me. It's my bad. That's World no, Cup. I know football. I know football <laughs> was um I know football was number one and I think I thought we had surpassed them over the years. Mm. You know, saying that we was that, that basketball was the number one sport. But I could be wrong. I could oh. be biased as well too. Yeah. When I say football, <laughs> I mean like global football. Oh, you're talking about soccer, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we call it soccer. Everybody else call it football. But yeah. But um yeah, nah, soccer is soccer is definitely um <laughs> the, the the world sport nowadays, man. Yeah. And you see more and more kids who who are starting to um starting to play it, you know, including my my seven year old daughter <laughs> who loves soccer. So, you know, it's um it's definitely a sport that's grown in the in the American eyes now. Um 
But yeah, man, that before, anyway, to go to get back to the to the awards. Um I think it's something big. I think it's something great. Um and you know, shout out to Adam Silver, you know, for you know, to continue to to grow to grow this amazing brand. You know, I think he's been I think he's been great. I think he's done uh, an amazing job as a commissioner. You know, nothing's perfect. Nobody's perfect. You know, I know some people can have a lot of negative things to say, but you know, that man has a lot to deal with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got all these teams, all these egos, all these ego, all these ego owners, all these ego players that you have to, yeah. you know, micromanage <laughs> year in, year out. <laughs> You know, so oh man, shout out to him, man, for just keep evolving his game and you know making it better and growing it and making it even more global. You know, just taking it everywhere. You know, you know we got games in Dubai now. I wish that would happen when I was in the league. I wanted to go to Dubai. <laughs> you know, yeah. so you know, you know we we got games everywhere, man. You know, so you know NBA is in Africa now, China. You know, the NBA is in every possible country you can think about, man. And, you know, and that's amazing. You know, from where it started, from where it was when you talk about some of these names, Jerry West, you know, you know, Wilt Chamberlain, none of these guys play over there. You know, they none of this stuff was going on when they was in the game. So look how yeah. far the game look how far the game has grown. Like, the games man. weren't so, televised you know. when Wilt Chamberlain was around. You know, you I mean? know like, what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, come on, man. Okay, so Look how far the game is. The, the game has yeah. grown, and he and he's just doing a great job to like to acknowledge that, like by you know naming these awards after these guys, like letting them know, like look, we know where we at today is because of y'all for what y'all built, you know, for what y'all went through, you know, not making not making the type of money and not getting the as much publicity as far as television and all of that, like you know, say like. These guys, man, just paved the way for all of us, man. So, you know, I, I give homage to them. I give thanks to them. And it's just good to see that, you know, these awards and stuff is starting to come out now. And they, you know, Adam Silver is just doing a great job, man. Shout out to Adam Silver for that. So, yeah, that's my that's my spin on it. <laughs> I think I forgot to mention Kobe. They named the uh, All-Star Game MVP award after Kobe. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm curious, like, how, how, far, how far they go with it. Like... As far as I, there's nothing named after Kareem yet, right? So there, there are other legends that, well, they'll find. I'm sure they'll find a place for in some in some form or fashion, right? I mean, I think I think it's gonna be it's gonna be more awards come out. It's yeah. gonna be like scoring you know, champ. That could go. That could, they can name that the Kareem Award or something like that. You know, like they can pick scoring out. champ. Yeah, exactly. You know, what I'm saying whoever the scoring champ is, giving a giving um an award for that, and that could be Kareem. Mm-hmm. You know, give out um, you know, you got. You got the big man of the year, you know, that can be an award yeah. one day. Point guard of the year could be an award, you know what I'm saying? It's it's so many awards that you can just start playing with, man, to make, you know, and and make make this make these award ceremonies a whole lot more. You can start having a ceremony. Yeah. Now, you, you know, can bring back like the they, NBA awards. Like I think COVID yeah. pretty much like Yeah. Like, like they, they do their they like they do back. the ESPYs. Like they do yeah. the ESPYs, do a big award for, you know, just the NBA period. It could be big, it could be so big. You know, I mean People will come out for that, you know. Mm-hmm. Just you know, it, it, it could be something crazy, you know. I might be coming up with something that I'm giving away here on this podcast. <laughs> nah, let me stop. <laughs> but yeah, it's cool, and uh, I think it, it speaks to um, how how uh, the league is, is very much in touch with the history, which is always nice because, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, these guys paved the way for for the game today. 
And going back to how the game has expanded, like the fact that you have all these foreign-born players doing what they're doing now is just like arguably the Embiid, Giannis, Luka, um, Jokic are like arguably the four best players in the league and all were born outside the United States. Um, <laughs> and, that, and I think that speaks to how, how far this game has grown and how quickly it's grown. Only 75 years old. So what this, what's this league going to be like in 100 years? Like, Man. And we're seeing it with Wembenyama. Like he's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's going to come hey, over here. <laughs> and let, and let, let me say this before we before we walk away from yeah, this yeah. Um, from the podcast today. The world is talking about um what how you say his name again? When Mamba? Oh, Wen Benyama. You know Wen for short. Yeah. So everybody Wen Benyama. Everybody's talking about him. I'm gonna tell you something right now. You can go over to Orlando Magic yeah. and see Bobo who does the same thing. So I I'm 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 gonna give a shout out to my man Bobo right now because yes, everybody's talking about this kid, but ain't nobody talking about what this man doing at seven foot one, seven foot two, however tall he is, putting the ball on the fourth. Like he did a move last night, man. Went behind his back, spit off the guy, got all the way to the basket and dunked. Like this kid hounds the ball like he's a point guard too. Can shoot the three, can can do everything, block shots, rebound, post up. Like look. Mm-hmm. We're talking about somebody else coming out of high school when we got one already in his NBA. He just hasn't gotten his shot, but he's getting it now in Orlando, and he's doing it. Mm-hmm. He's doing these things night in, night out. Watch Orlando Magic, and you're seeing that already. Everybody's talking about we've never seen this before. You're seeing it right now in the NBA. My man Bobo is doing it. Give yeah. my man some love, man. I'm trying to get my I'm trying to get my man Bobo some love right now, man. Yeah, Give yeah. my man some love, man. No, Give my man it. some love. It is oh my goodness! You know what I'm saying? And listen, like, there's a scenario where Wembenyama gets drafted by the Magic too, and having them both them boys out there like, <laughs> like the Magic are nine and twenty. Like they're very much in the Wembenyama sweepstakes. So there's a scenario where they get that pick <laughs> and uh, and take him, crazy. add him to Palo. Like that front court would be nuts. Hey, listen, that's not fair. <laughs> and you know what's crazy, man? They they so stacked over there. They still got Wendell Carter. Yeah, Franz Wagner. Who, who, who's been hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they still got him. They still got... Whenever Isaac um, gets back, you know? Like, they got... um, They got... That's what I'm saying. Isaac. They got boys. They got... um, What's his name? Um, they got Suggs and Cole Anthony. Mobamba. Mobamba. They got... Yeah. They, they they still got Mobamba. They got, they got so much length and size. It is crazy. Mm-hmm. All on one team. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What you gonna do with all that? And it was crazy that you can play some of these guys at, at the guard spot. Yep. They play Fox Wagner at the at the point sometimes. Mm-hmm. And but he's like six nine, sixteen. Yep. No, he's and they play him at the point. That's crazy. Plus, I think they're gonna have the most cap space in the league next summer as yeah. well. So they can really do if certain things go a certain way, they can really do a madness. Um talking about go bringing the full circle, look at what the Pelicans did and how like how they changed their franchise around in like less than a year. The Magic mm-hmm. are prime contenders to be one of those teams with the talent they have currently, the flexibility they have. I think they still have, I think, one, maybe two uh, extra picks from the Vucevic deal a couple years ago. Um, mm. So they can make a leap. They can make a leap, Orlando. I know they're 9-20 now, but this time next year, they could be, it could be a completely different outlay for them in the Eastern Conference. But time will tell. Time mm-hmm. will tell. But uh, no, I think, I think that's a good note to, to go out on. 
Uh, just a reminder, the Hornets resume play this Friday in Charlotte, and then they're gone to the West Coast. Denver, Sacramento, Clippers, Lakers, Portland, and Warriors. Um, that takes them through uh, the December 27th, takes them through Christmas. So good luck, boys. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a tough road trip. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But Raymond, I appreciate you as always for My talking man. basketball with me. Um, everyone out there listening, I appreciate y'all as well. Make sure if you made it this far into the podcast, tell a friend, share the, share the podcast out. Leave us yes. a, a five-star review on iTunes, you know. Um, and, uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Presented by Bet Online. Take care. Stay safe. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.